The following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Mixing Mind Matters. Of course, you know who I am. And we have quite a bit of a show today for you guys. Um, we're going to not spend so much talk on daily activities and spend more talk about things in the news that piss me off. And things in general, newsworthy, politics, whatever you want to call it, that tick me off. Now, let's begin with, especially since Mexi's going to be flying a little bit more now to go to the marathons that he's got. Um, let's talk about what happened a few, it was a, a couple weeks, three weeks ago. Regarding United Airlines. Now, apparently they overbooked the flight. You know, Chicago, Louisville. Um, and they beat down and dragged out a doctor off the plane because he refused to get off because they initially asked for volunteers to vacate the plane. Uh, nobody wanted to, so then they offered up money. Free hotel, free flight the next morning. Nobody wanted to. So then they just selected randomly people to come off the plane. Mind you, this guy was Asian. So, and then a little, the random selection goes by a certain process. That could appear to be racist in nature. But hey, he struggled and then they dragged him off the plane. Now, my thing is, everybody's giving United Airlines shit. Uh... Chicago police was the one that dragged them off. The police that was assigned to the airport, number one. Number two, yes, United is to blame for overbooking the fucking flight. Now, they supposedly um, had, you know, weight issues. They had uh, too much stuff, so that's why they had to take people off. Or uh, I believe they were trying to, like, put people... Um, you know, crew members that were supposed to go back to the other side, and I'm like, um, they can hitch a ride on a different plane. So, if you sell more tickets than you have seats, 
that's obviously an airline problem. I, I mean, I haven't flown United in forever, so I mean, I don't plan on to on doing that anytime soon. Um, for that particular reason, I mean, I don't want to get dragged off the off the plane. But at the same time, what pisses me off is how does nobody take the offer? Like, are you trying to tell me none of you, nobody on that plane has a price? They all had to magically be there in Louisville the next, but you know, by by X time frame. It's fucking Louisville, okay? You were being offered, at one point, I think it got up to a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks, a free hotel stay in Chicago, and a free flight the next morning. And nobody's taking that? Nobody's taking that deal? I'll be the first person to be like, oh, yep, I'll stay. Thank you. More party time in Chicago. Woohoo. Now, I don't know if this was like the media covering up or what that situation is, like a cover up. Uh, but they were saying that the Asian guy was selling, you know, drugs for sex or some kind of spiel. And he also, I don't know why he kept saying he was a doctor. He's a PhD doctor, okay? He had a cl- he had class the next morning. Now, I can understand, you know, oh, I'm a doctor, like an actual doctor. I'm a neurosurgeon. I have surgery the next morning. Okay. Or, you know, I'm an attorney. I have to try. I have a court trial the next morning. Yeah, in both scenarios, postpone the surgery, um, get a continuance on the court trial. I'm pretty sure those are acceptable excuses. My flight got delayed as to that being postponed. So it's not like you're going to get fired if you ask for it. Now, supposedly, and this is where we're going to get a little bit political here, um, this is a Democratic senator. I think his name is uh, Chris Van Hollen from Maryland. Who is trying to pass a bill? Now, get, let me get this straight. He's trying to pass a bill to it's it's being dubbed customers, not cargo, where you know once you board a plane, you cannot be taken off. Um, are we serious? Okay, guys, let's. Okay, this is the problem with this country. I understand we're a democracy. Okay, I understand. That You know Shit happens But this is the kind of bullshit That pisses other countries off And that's why people make fun of us We're This is almost like the movie Footloose Where They banned music In the little town Where Kevin Bacon lives Moves to Because Oh people died Just because something happens That was shitty Okay Doesn't mean we have to Make a new rule for it Okay So I get it You overbook a plane if you get boarded, you should not be taken off. But what if, okay, what if somebody, per this bill, I mean, I haven't read the in and outs of it, but according to what is being portrayed, if I board a plane, I cannot be taken off. So if I accidentally ran into the plane with a ticket and it's not the right one, nobody checked me, and I got on the plane, you wouldn't be able to drag me off? That's stupid. And with customers, we're not cargo. Really? Because that's the first thing we need to fix when it comes to flying. How about we make flights cheaper? Number one, it should not cost $327 to fly from Columbus to freaking Minneapolis when it's a one-hour flight. How about we make airplanes or routes more direct, more airports with direct flights? Columbus, Boston should be direct. I should not have to... You know, layover 
four hours and forget LaGuardia. And I shouldn't have to pay extra to be seated by the aisle or the window. And I shouldn't have to pay extra to have cargo or my actual overhead compartment filled with my shit. Okay? But that leads me to one of the things that pisses me off. And the females are causing this kind of issue. Because when you fly, you get one or two check-in bags and one carry-on item. That does not mean you get a backpack, a carry-on item, your purse, whatever medical device you have, and then something you bought at the store. No, you get one of them. If the purse is big enough, that's your carry-on item. Sorry. And it's got to fit underneath. It's got to fit in the little little frame thing that they have on display. And it's got to fit overhead. People who do that are mainly females. And having five bags, when it's supposed to be one overhead bag, fills up the compartments. And then that delays my flight. Because, oh, we don't have any room overhead anymore. So now you're going to have to stick your shit underneath the plane. And then those roll those rolling suitcases, I guarantee you most of those don't fit in that little frame thing at security. So I don't know why you need that. If you have a small one, that's fine. If it fits underneath your seat, perfect. Overhead, perfect. But I can I can tell there's a few of them that don't. And they should just be checked in. Are you, are you kidding me? When I fly, I can take a backpack. And if I'm going somewhere for longer than a few days, I fucking, you know, check one bag. That's it. I shouldn't have to pay to check in my bag. I shouldn't have to pay for an overhead compartment because everybody else violates the rules. No. No, no, no. That needs to be fixed. Not this nonsense bill, Mr. Chris Van Hulen, with your nonsense jabroni bill. Customers, not cargo. Get the fuck out of here. Now, of course... This wasn't the only recent event with United Airlines. There was an issue before this one where family members of a crew were trying to, you know, get on the plane, hitch a ride, and they were wearing leggings and they were told they had to leave because it was not per the dress code. Well, um, I don't understand how that's an issue because these are family members. They should know what the dress code is for United family members because your family member works for United. Then on top of that, why are you wearing leggings? I understand being comfortable, but again, another thing that women create, another problems that women create, yoga pants slash leggings should not be worn 24-7, okay? Mind you, I don't even know why they're called yoga pants because they wear them for everywhere except yoga. Well, actually, they do wear them for yoga, too, and apparently yogis hate the fact that it's called yoga pants. I don't know why, because I would only wear those kind of things for yoga if I was a girl, because that's where I do most of my stretching, and they're probably stretchy pants. Um, Aside from that, leggings should not be worn at work in exchange for your actual work clothes. I understand if it's cold outside and you wear them underneath, that's fine. Um, Again, just wearing yoga pants or leggings just to go out in everyday life. Um, unless you're on your way to the gym, no. 
Basically, there's too many people, too many females wearing yoga pants and leggings that act like they're on their way to the gym, and we clearly know they're not, okay? Especially if you're overweight. If you look like an obese moo-moo with yoga pants on that are semi-see-through, you should not be wearing yoga pants slash leggings. Or you should be wearing something over top of them. So let's calm it down. No. And especially if you work for United, it's a, like, okay, if you're a family member or you have a family that works for United and it clearly says in the rules you have to dress a certain way, I don't care if that way says you have to dress like a freaking zebra. You know what the rule is, why you're violating the rule. Oh, well, no, 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 we, we should not. No, this is the problem with today's society. Okay? Everybody thinks they're entitled to their shit. No. If you have a family member that works for United or any airline where there's rules on family members getting on a plane, I don't care if the rule says you have to tickle somebody's asshole. You have a family member that works for United. If you want to get on the plane for a discounted price, follow the rules. Or how about the family member quits their job and gets a different job with a different airline where you don't have to tickle somebody's anus or wear leggings or whatever the, the case may be. It's like all these rules. Like we have rules that we like to that we have to follow. Okay, this is a, an issue. But yet, um, I get shit for running a four-way stop sign at two in the morning when there's clearly nobody around. When I come to a four-way stop sign, which is again dumbest rule in the world, four-way stop sign, two in the morning, middle of nowhere, bumfuck Ohio. I can see in all four directions. Right in front of me, far away in front of me, left and right. All four inter- all four spots of the four-way stop sign are visible clearly. Now, if I get there and clearly there's nobody around and it's two in the fucking morning. And even if somebody were to come close, I can see how far away they are. I shouldn't have to come to a stop. I, that's all I'm saying. If I can clearly see, like I, if there's nobody around, like no cop cars, I do that during the day. There's four-way stop sign. There's nobody around. I shouldn't have to fucking stop. Like sometimes... There'll be like one car coming in the four-way stop sign, and I can clearly see I'm gonna get to the intersection before he is. I just I just cross. It is the dumbest thing ever. Oh, but we're about to pass also some kind of law. I don't I can't remember if this is locally here in Columbus. We're about to pass some kind of stupid law where it's okay to run a red light. No! If we had a world of Mexis where I could trust that everybody would be smart about it, no. Even then, we'd be hitting each other because they're all Mexis. But I'm just saying, if I can trust that everybody's going to act intelligently with that rule, then okay, maybe we'll let it slide. But there's too many stupid people to work, to allow that kind of nonsense. That's why if there's a cop car, I come to a four-way stop sign. Even if nobody's around, I have to come to a stop. It's stupid. But hey... Another example would be jaywalking. We're not going to follow rules. 
then everybody jaywalk. Or we do follow rules. Let's not jaywalk. Just saying. If I have a, if I had a family member who was a track traffic cop, and you know, we're 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 in a busy busy part of town, and I flat out just jaywalk left and right. If somebody else that works with him is monitoring his performance and sees me jaywalk, um, I'm violating the rule. Now, mind you, I don't think anybody's ever gotten a ticket for jaywalking that I know of, at least in Ohio. I'm sure in New York or major cities, that's an issue, more of an issue. But yeah, um, we have to follow the rules. If you have family members that work in government jobs. Oh, MTA, the subway system. Okay, so let's say I worked for the subway or and, you know... Family members could ride the subway for free. Yet, I jump the turnstile every fucking time. Yeah. Um, if I get yelled at for that, I would not be throwing a fit. Oh my god, you mean... But it's too hard to like actually put the ticket in and, you know, go over, you know, just push it through and go, go through for free. I'm guessing, you know, there'd be some kind of like free ticket if family members were to ride subway for free on behalf of other family members. I don't know. I'm just saying. But again, another example. My family member works at the movies. And family family can uh, watch the movies for free. But yet I sneak in food every time. And I get caught doing it. I throw a fit. No. You cannot sneak food into the movie theater. Even so, if you're a family member. So, I mean, I again, I'm not saying I ad- advocate for never breaking the rules. These rules sometimes are dumb. And I've broken these rules before. What I'm saying is, if I had a family member that has a specific job where I should know what the rules are in order for me to benefit, reap the benefits of my family member working that job... I should be behaving 100% according to what the rules say because I don't want to get my family member in trouble. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure that United Airlines dude that was trying to get his family in and then they got kicked out for wearing leggings um, heard about it or, you know, had some kind of repercussions. Just saying. If you have family that works at a job and you're trying to reap some kind of benefit from it, follow the rules, okay? It is not rocket fucking science. But hey, let's move on to other political news. So recently, again, about a couple weeks ago, I believe, North fucking Korea decided to launch missiles at the U.S. Oh, missiles go up in the air, they blow up. Oh, North Korea's attempt to throw missiles at us uh, backfires. Okay. So let me get this straight. Either A, the media is making this this shit up or covering shit up. Or B, North Korea is that 
that stupid that they don't have a functioning missile program. Um, okay, well, I, it could go either way. But as I've said before, and as I know, we spend way too much on military arsenal. We spend more on it than our next 40 countries combined. And most of those are allies. So, even if they got the missile up in the air, we should know how to fucking blow it up in the air or see it coming, number one. Number two, um, we could go to war with North Korea, the Middle East, and Russia and probably still win. Because we have, according to the stats, a bigger military arsenal than the next... 40 countries, and clearly those are just three or four. Ten tops. And then we have allies too. But again, ooh, we're starting World War Three. No, just because we throw one bomb in Syria that went poof and didn't do anything, that does not mean we're starting World War Three. Uh, I don't see anybody attacking us right now. It's basically we bombed Syria because there's ISIS there. And again, we're trying to destroy their tunnels. Um, we used a bomb. I doubt that exploded, you know, underground. And on top of that, I also, you know, depending on how deep these tunnels are, I also doubt that that made a dent in the tunnel system of ISIS. Because on the on the video I saw, it clearly looked like it just went poof. Drop a mini nuke, wipe out the area. I'm pretty sure the nuke would probably take care of shit. Now, again, I'm pretty sure also nukes don't explode on the ground. So depending on how deep these tunnels are, yeah, it's not doing much. So let's just let's just quit interfering in other people's shit, okay? If ISIS wants to terrorize the Middle East, either nuke everybody in the area so that it just becomes a wasteland, or just let them be. Leave them be. Let the... Start running around with knives and killing each other. Who cares? Oh, but we want oil in that region. Yeah, I know. That's the real reason we're over there. Where people are fighting for the oil. Oh, heaven forbid we pay more for oil. It's not like we're poor. But again, how about we just quit, okay? Like, my life is not changing because of this shit. It just, I find it humorous and it makes me talk about it and it leads me to entertain people on the podcast so great so you know what actually I take it back continue doing this nonsense why not now speaking of following the rules I'm tired of hearing shit about police brutality cause here's the thing yes cops are racist yes there's police brutality along the you know, across the nation. Yes, police officers abuse their power. I hate cops. There's no secret there. But at the same time, no cop is going to detain you just out of nowhere. It's not like, okay, if you're even if you're black, Asian, Hispanic, white, if you're walking down the street, minding your own business, no cop car comes up to you and says, hey, Blackie Chan, Come here. And starts getting up in your business and arresting you. No. Probable cause. 
If you don't give them any, nothing happens. All these videos I see, oh, police brutality, police brutality. If a police officer comes up and thinks you're doing something shady and says, get on the ground, and you say, fuck no, I haven't done anything, um, you're asking for trouble. You've heard the story of me and Cato getting pulled over for uh, running a light and getting detained because they thought we were like some kind of thieves in Indiana. Um, Cato got searched, got a gun pointed at him. I'm pretty sure I was in the back of the car handcuffed, just sitting there waiting, which is not supposed to happen if I only ran a red light. But because there was probable cause and they thought that we were the getaway people from whatever got whatever thing that got stolen that was on the you know on their radio channels they had the right to detain us guess what i didn't argue i sat there okay no big deal bam you're good to go again if you don't give them probable cause then you're fine if i never ran that red light that would have never happened it's not like they just come up to you and be like, oh, hey, Mexi and Kato, let's arrest you guys and just detain you. Ha ha ha. Yes, some states actually have laws that say they can, because in Arizona, for example, if you look Mexican, they can detain you and ask for your papers. Again, carry your papers on you. Follow the rules. Anybody who's black out there, uh, let's quit filming how... You're trying to, like, you know, go one-on-one with a police officer having done nothing wrong, but then it turns out you did. Or, oh, it's police brutality, but I was running away from them. If a cop says, if a cop, if a cop says to me, come here, and I've done nothing wrong, why am I running? And all these police shootings, now police officers are behaving, like, super nice. Because they fear for their lives. And now with social media, nobody wants to get in trouble. But I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of Blackie Chans out there thinking they did nothing wrong and giving cops probable cause to basically get chased or brutalized. Stop doing shit. Shit won't happen. No officer will detain you if you don't give him a reason to. Now, Speaking of following the rules, I got to get some stuff off my chest about work because fucking clients don't follow the rules. Now, I don't know what kind of world we live in because this is not just like young clients. Actually, I've had young clients who know what's up than older clients. And I think it has to do with like your intelligent level, your intelligence level. If you're too stupid to realize what's going on, you should not be hiring an attorney. That's all I gotta say. First and foremost, if you hire us for your personal injury claim, it is not as simple as making one phone call to the insurance and be like, oh yeah, yeah, what do you want your settlement sent to? Oh, you want $10,000? Sure. Here, you can come pick up the check. Oh, 48 hours later, client gets the settlement. No, that is not how this works. That is not how fast this works. Okay? You have to be done treating in order for you to get 
your records and bills sent to the insurance. And even then, they take their sweet time to make offers and settle stuff. They look, they evaluate. It takes time to evaluate. There's many pieces in play. There's the paralegal and the attorney. There's the insurance agent. Uh, There's the adjuster. There's the appraiser. There's sometimes maybe two, three adjusters, depending on what happens with the case and what facts they find. And then there's you. And then there's your doctors and your providers and how often you treat. There's all these different pieces. And then there's the medical assistants that are supposed to fax stuff over. We depend on many moving pieces and many people to do their jobs. If everybody did their jobs in a timely manner, it would still take about a month or two. It does not happen over fucking night. Number one. So calling me and asking me, oh, I want updates. Bitch, I just gave you an update last week. In a week, not much has changed. And we always tell you when we have you sign our paperwork. We do not handle your property damage. So when you call and ask me, my insurance agency is not going to return my call. Uh, they, they, they haven't fixed my car. Um, that sounds like your problem. Because, as we said, we don't do property damages. So, how about you quit, You keep, call, keep calling him? Where would he call him with a message? How many times? Do you call him every hour? Because guess what? That would just be insane. And then, if you, if you actually called your insurance agency every hour for a day, I guarantee you they would return your phone call. And number two... Then you can argue with me and saying, I keep calling them, they don't answer. But calling once one day, waiting a few days and not calling again, is not, they're not returning my phone calls. And again, it's property damages. None of my business. Now, also, I know that we handle a lot of cases with people that, you know, Otherwise, couldn't be able to afford an attorney and, you know, our fees come out of, you know, whatever agreements and settlements happen. But all these fuckers who supposedly get hurt only to get a quick payday and then have it come out of your settlement, you guys are fucking morons. Because if you take a, you know, pre-settlement funding... Like, you know, an injury loan. Oh, I got bills to pay because I'm injured. I can't work, blah, 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 blah. And then it comes out of settlement. But then it turns out you were basically faking it the whole time. And you're not really as hurt. Because guess what? The first thing you do is call us. Oh, I need to pay my bills. If somebody called me, they, I don't have $7 to pay for my prescription meds. Really? So if you got sick, you would what? Die? Oh, I shouldn't have to pay for the gas that goes in a rental car. Really? Uh, because I'm pretty sure if you that was your actual car. Should we be paying for your gas too? No. If you don't have $7 to pay for prescriptions, you should just drink some bleach. Now, if you take a loan... And then it turns out that, guess what? I get the medical records and you weren't really that hurt. Or at least it doesn't even say it on the records. And you, all your offer is like less than what you thought it would be. Yeah. 
guess what? We still have to take out the settlement. Uh, out of the settlement, we still have to take out our fee, your loans, because you're an idiot, and pay your bills. Yeah, you're going to get less money because you decided to try and trick the system. I have like three or four clients right now who are like, oh, I'm not getting the offers they want. But yeah, guess what? If you didn't take your loans, you'd get, be getting more. But guess what? You wanted money quickly and you wanted to scam the system. Guess what? System scams you. You're an idiot. Oh, and then on top of that, another thing that pisses me off at work is people not knowing what is going on. So, and this happens with older people. So, if you have government issued health insurance, how do you not know what you have? Oh, I have Medicare. Great. Then I get the thing. Oh, you also have Medicaid. Oh, I guess so. Great. Way to tell me ahead of time, dumbass. Or the other way around. Oh, yeah, I have United Healthcare. It's through my, it's, it, you know, it's, it's private. It's not government issued. I get the freaking card. Oh, it's basically a form of Medicaid. Oh, I, I forgot. I didn't know. Fucking idiots. Now, old people who have pre-existing conditions, just because you're going to a car accident and it got aggravated, that does not mean that because you go 20,000 times to the fucking hospital, we can include everything, okay? The records have to show that it basically aggravated whatever condition you had. If you're just going to the hospital left and right because, oh, I have diabetes, oh, I have other bone issues. Oh, I have a sore back and I have constant back problems. Yeah, the medical history is going to be on the records. So guess what? The insurance will see that and if it's not related to the accident, we can't use it. So quit being dumbasses and tell us you went to the hospital 10 times when it turns out you went twice related to the accident. And on the other side, on the other side of that coin, because I tell you this takes while, a while and I only need you to call me to give me updates or when I need to give you an update, that's the only time we should be talking. If you go to the freaking hospital six times and they're all and they're all accident related, let me know. I have some idiot who basically went to the hospital. Here's, here's what happened. He didn't tell me he went to the hospital more than once. I was ready to you know, send his stuff to the insurance. Oh, did you get my other stuff? From what? I went to the hospital three times for the accident. Great. Now we got to wait more months because I got to request the rest of the shit. Then I request everything and turns out I get like five more visits. Wait a minute. You said you only went three times. Now I have five. Oh, and I look at all the records. It actually says stuff about the accident. So it behooves me to include it now, doesn't it? Because you get more money. Dumbass, how'd you not fucking remember? Oh, I, uh, I don't know. Uh. And then the problem is, I realize why he fucking can't remember. The fucking medical records also says he has a history of cocaine abuse. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Were you high when you got in the accident? Fucking retards, I swear. Mm. Mm. This is why I want to be an attorney, because I get to pick and choose which cases I handle when I have my own firm. Unfortunately, our attorneys can't do that 
because it's not their firm, the higher-ups get to pick which ones to drop and which ones to pursue. But basically, we just sit there and waiting for them to say, hey, guess what? This is not going anywhere. So it is what it is. But I do... I do enjoy that kind of work, but at the same time, like it's it's the stupid people that make things difficult, people. Why can't we just get rid of all the stupid people or make them smarter? Come on, let's focus on that as opposed to oh, let's fight for oil in the Middle East. We have a president that is not the brightest person in, in the world. I'm just saying. If he can run for president, why can't I? Also, um, we always have to tell people, hey, social media, don't use it if you've been in a car accident and you've hired an attorney. Because guess what? That shit is visible by everyone. So if you got an accident and you're trying to tell me, like, oh, man, my, my vacation is canceled. Uh, can I include all of that in my expenses? Wait a minute. Um, so if the accident had not happened, would you be going on vacation? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, yes, we can include it. I mean, it's not going to add that much value, but sure. But, oh, but yeah, but we still haven't decided. Wait a minute. I thought you just said you weren't going on vacation vacation because of the accident. Well, I mean, we're not going to go for that long. It's just going to be the weekend. I'm like, okay, no clinics are open on the weekend anyway, so your treatment would be okay. But at the same time, if you were in a car accident and you're still able to go on vacation, you weren't really that hurt now, were you? So how about this? If you want to scam that, how about don't get on social media and don't post pictures of your damn vacation. Go on vacation if you want and include it if you want me to include it. But please do not be stupid enough to post that you went on vacation that includes for you and your family and anybody else that knows that you're going on vacation. Yeah. That's why we have to ask you about social media. It's like, yeah, don't do anything stupid. God. It is not rocket science. Think. 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 Use your brains. Now, with that being said, clients who know what's up are appreciated. Like, usually, I've noticed the young ones are the ones that know what's up. But yeah, we're fine. Hey, it's quick, it's painless. You do your job, I do mine, you scratch my bike, I scratch yours. Bam, we get everything settled. On you go, the insurance has your details, moving it on to the next paralegal. Or if you're Spanish, I take it myself. But most of my Spanish clients are not that smart. Yeah. They're here legally, so yeah, that's probably why. But it is appreciated when they know what's up. Um, Now, also, if I tell you, hey, guess what? Insurance has 45 days to make you an offer. I will let you know once I have something. Yeah, please wait the 45 days before you call me. Because calling me every two weeks to see if there's an update, yeah, that's not happening. It is not that quickly, and let's calm the fuck down. I don't understand how you think insurance can just make offers left and right, and then what if they don't want to make an offer that you like? 
What if you this has to go to court? Then you need to wait more. So you probably should get used to it. Just saying. But most of the time, if it's something like where liability is clearly established, it'll go fast. But also, if you're driving somebody else's car and you're not authorized, yeah, that's why I don't let anybody drive Samantha. Because nobody is allowed to drive Samantha unless I trust them to drive the car. I think Kato's the only one who's driven the car more than once. Um, And... I trust him to not fuck shit up and follow my guidelines. Anybody else, um, I'm not adding you to your insurance. You fuck up my car, um, you're not insured under my policy. And I will, depending on how you, big you fuck up, I will not have a car. So, no, please don't do that. And that's why you are not allowed. It takes, it takes a lot for me to allow you to drive Samantha. If it's a significant other, I will add you to the policy. Well, he done that once with an ex, and she wasn't even thankful because if it weren't for me, she wouldn't have her license right now. But of course, I do too much. Now, also, don't be riding along with idiots who don't know how to drive. How many times do I have to hear a client? Oh, I got in multiple accidents. What? Oh, I was driving one friend and I was driving my cousin and they both are terrible drivers because they both got in accidents. Like, how are people not paying attention? And how are you in two accidents and both times, oh, you never went to the ER, so now I got to split your chiropractic treatment and you're not going to get as much money because obviously the insurance are going to know that you were already treating and now you're treating again. Same place. And you never went to any hospital. So, yeah. Do you think they're not going to find out? Quit riding with stupid people. Quit distracting people behind the wheel. If you don't do shady shit, everything will be fine. That is all I have to say. Please don't be stupid. It's like... I want to say it's almost common sense, but hey... The way education is in this country, half the time, I mean, it is what it is. Well, on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed this ranting, political, work-related podcast. Any more nonsense happens at work or politically, we will bring you up to speed but I just had to get those things off my chest because even though they happened you know a bit ago I'm tired of it being repeated on and on and on and over and over and over especially social media because it's like oh one person shares it and then all these people see it and oh Joe Schmo on the other side of the world finally saw it and repeats it again no I mean I don't need Stuff reshared that has happened like ages ago. Okay, I've seen that happen too. Like, oh, somebody puts up a video that they saw and shares it. Um, I saw that video for the first time a year ago when somebody initially shared it. So, how about you check your things before you share shit? That would avoid me having to talk about stuff 
after the fact. Now, like I said, what political nonsense happens, I will let you guys know. Until then, this was Maximize Matters episode 73. I hope you enjoyed it. We're almost at mile marker 75. Not as important as when we got to 50, but hey, we're going strong. And if you ever want to catch the, you know, the podcast, again, word of mouth. So it's on SoundCloud on my channel, Supermax. Check me out also on YouTube, same channel, Supermax. Uh, some of it's on there too. Uh, I share it on Twitter, at SuperAssholeMex. I share it on Facebook, aka The Mexican. It's on there. Listen, tell your friends. Quit asking me, oh, what's your podcast called? How come it doesn't come up on Google? Because, I don't know. I'll, we're trying to fix that, okay? But I'm just saying, word of mouth. You got Facebook, you have Twitter, you have social media. You should be able to click on the links. And if you notice that it's on SoundCloud, oh, how about you subscribe to SoundCloud? Because they they're on there all the fucking time. All of them. Now, go back, listen to them, enjoy. Enjoy this one. Take it easy. Don't do anything stupid. Use common sense. If you learned anything from today's podcast, use common sense. Don't be stupid. And quit worrying about shit that's not going to happen. World War Three, not happening. Um, follow rules if your family works at a government job. Just saying. And you want to reap benefits. Solo Dico. Now, on that note, finally see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Until next time. Bye.